Welcome to Western New York Catholic Weekly, a production of the Office of Communications for the Catholic Diocese of Buffalo. Stay tuned as Greg Prince brings the Catholic newsmakers to you. Wherever it's happening in the diocese, you'll hear about it on Western New York Catholic Weekly. On the holiday weekend this year, we're reaching back into the archives and our previous program, The Catholic Connection. This interview originally aired on October 20th, 1996. You may have been aware that the Ringling Brothers Barnum and Bailey Circus recently closed. They had their final performances last weekend. And that brings us to our interview. Father Jerry Hogan has been for many years the chaplain to circus performers and shows for the United States Conference of Catholic Bishops. The shows may have changed and the technology may have changed and times may have changed a little bit. But really the content of this interview and his ministry has remained the same. So I thought you might enjoy hearing that and uh, maybe honoring the good folks at Ringling Brothers Barnum and Bailey Circus this weekend. Well, Father, maybe we'll jump right into it here. Tell us, what's it like being a part of the greatest show on earth? Well, it's exciting. Um, I enjoy it very much. It's my ministry and my people are from all walks of life and all countries, and um, we have an, an interesting, challenging experience when you bring the United Nations together on on rail to travel the United States for two years. We call it the city without a zip code. So it's uh, very exciting to be with them all over the country and, and visit with them and, and minister to them and, you know, and help them with their many needs and many spiritual needs. And it's very exciting, very challenging. I love it. Yeah. How did you get involved with the circus? What's your connection there? Well, I was a circus fan. And back in 1954, when I was a, a child, my father took me to the circus, and I fell in love with it, like many people do. And when I came home, my neighbor happened to have worked with Ringling Brothers, Bonham and Bailey, so he introduced me uh, to the back lot experience of the circus, and he brought me backstage. And at that time, there was a priest from Boston named Father Ed Sullivan, who was the first circus priest, and he introduced me to Father Ed. So um, I would, at that time, never thought I would be a priest, let alone be the circus chaplain. And um, as I grew up, I would go to the circus like everyone else, and I would bring my youth groups when I became a priest. And then back in 1989, I joined Circus Fans of America, which is an organization of all people who love the circus throughout the country. There's about 3,000 members in the United States. And um, I, through that organization, I went to the National Convention in Milwaukee in 1990 and met a lot of people like myself who love the circus, and they introduced me to uh, Father Ed Sullivan, uh, Father Jack Tono, who had, was the Ringling Circus Priest at the time. And I uh, wrote to Father Jack, and when the circus came to Boston in 1990, I asked uh, if I could meet him, and he wasn't going to be there, but he said, if you'd like to go and say Mass, um, here's the car, uh, my card, and, and they're looking forward to seeing you. So I went, and for the two weekends it was in Boston, I said Mass for them. That was my first experience of uh, ministering to them. And the following uh, May, I met Father Jack in Providence, and he turned to me and said, you ever think of doing this work? And I looked at him and said, well, what do you do? And at the time, I was a college chaplain here in Boston, so I... Um, listen very carefully to what he said, and it's very similar to what I do on college campuses. It's, it's a ministry of presence. You're always around to them, waiting for them, and when they need you, when they see you, they, they approach you, and it works very well. And um, then that, past, that July of 1990, Father Jack went in the hospital and had a triple bypass and was very sick, and he couldn't go on the road anymore, and he gave my name to um, the United States Catholic Conference, the bishops in Washington, and that's how I was appointed. And 
and that's how it all began. <laughs> and since 1993, I, I'm the National Circus Chaplain. I'm, and all the Catholic people in the United States who are circus performers are my responsibility. So. I, it seems kind of appropriate that the first circus chaplain you were introduced to, his name was Father Ed Sullivan. <laughs> it does, doesn't it? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> he, he was he was quite a guy. Um, and he, um, matter of fact, uh, he was a uh, priest and a pastor in Boston. And every year he would get out and bless the train in Venice. Uh, forward after they moved from Sarasota, they went to they went to quarters, went to Venice, and, and he uh, blessed a circus train and got in his car and died of a heart attack. That's the way he. He left the earth, and it was kind of uh, apropos that he was there with the circus people. But uh, he's well-loved. He's still talked about. Many of the old-timers still remember Father Ed. He was quite a character. Yeah, great, great experience. Well, I imagine you would you would have to be quite a character to, to be involved with that kind of ministry. How you, you mentioned that you were your name was given to the um, United States Catholic Conference. Tell us a little bit about how the church in the United States decided that we need chaplains for things like the circus. Well, the, it comes from the people. Father Ed started it on his own, and when he passed away, the circus people approached the bishops and said, you know, we need someone to replace Father Ed. And uh, at that time, the bishops uh, said, well, we should put this under a special department. So it went under the, uh, the Department of Migration, people on the move. And uh, then from then on, there was an appointment of a priest because of um, the circus people, like other people who are in the entertainment business or traveling business, um, are, cannot go to Mass on Sunday. They don't have a parish. Their, their roots are, are not in a specific parish. So um, the church reaches out to them in many ways. And, and there's also a priest who takes care of the carnival people. We have a priest that takes care of the race car drivers and as many people know, there are many chaplains to uh, professional baseball, football, and basketball and hockey teams. And um, it's just a, an extension of uh, bringing the law to people who are not really grounded in any specific uh, church every Sunday. And, and that's what the church has always been reaching out for many years in that area, and that's what we try to do. And you find out when you're dealing with people who are, have, receive a lot of publicity um, that they're just as normal as anyone else. One of the questions that many people interview me ask is, uh, what are they really like? And I say they're as normal as the people in the pews every Sunday, except that their um, position in life, whether it be an athlete or a circus performer, is very different. They're always in the spotlight. And of course, uh, circus performers are always risking their lives, whether they're performing high above the arena or whether they're working with their animals. Um, there is always a, a chance of danger there. And um, they, they have to take their time and they have to concentrate. It's a very unique family our, our organization. We have um, our own school, and, and we have a company, uh, the shoulder to come to Buffalo in a few weeks. We'll have 350, about 116 performers, and the rest are support staff. And the children um, are attended by all the people. Um, it's the only place you have a really own village, and anyone can discipline anyone else's ch- children because of the danger of the of the lifestyle, so it's very interesting to see everyone working together in one community. It's, it's really a very unique experience. Father, before we go much further, uh, I'd just like to talk about um, you are the chaplain for the circus. You're also assigned to a parish near Boston there in St. Michael's? St. Michael's in North Andover, and uh, I've been up here two years, and I do one-third of my time, uh, around roughly 116 days, doing circus ministry. As a matter of fact, um, the circus had just come here to Boston, and I was with them last night when they arrived, and uh, the train got in about 4.30, and I was in visiting many of them in the cars, and a number, uh, couple I married this past year in Dallas. I was looking at their wedding pictures, another couple I knew just had a baby since I've seen them, and 
I was with, we had tremendous rain, so I was with them with the animal walk, helping to get the animals to the building, so I was kind of busy. So um, it, it, it's quite an interesting ministry because I balance it between uh, working in the parish um, and also on the road. What I'll do is a lot of times I'll leave the parish on a Thursday, uh, be on the road Thursday, Friday, say Mass for them Saturday, and fly back either Saturday night or Sunday morning for my parish ministry duties here. Um, it's a very unique experience. On Easter Sunday, I had the privilege of um, saying the 7.30 Mass in my parish, uh, driving down to Boston, which is about 25 miles south of where I am, saying Mass at the Big Apple Circus at 9.30, and then flying the 10.30 shuttle to New York to be say Mass at 1 o'clock uh, for the Ringling Brothers Circus in Madison Square Garden between their shows, and then fly back at 3.30, and I was back in Boston at quarter of five. <laughs> that was my Easter. I was on two circuses and, and with my people in the parish. Well, Easter, I think, always is the busiest time of the year for Catholics. And just to remind our listeners this morning, we are speaking with Father Jerry Hogan from Boston by telephone, and he's the National Circus Chaplain, works out of the United States Catholic Conference. Uh, You mentioned a couple of different circuses. How many circuses are you involved with? Ringling Brothers is the one I think we're most familiar with. That's the biggest. Um, There are 28 circuses traveling this year. I've been on about 19 of them. we have, uh, you know, anywhere from the Ringling Brothers, which is the, the biggest and the greatest. Uh, you have uh, the Big Apple Circus, which is based out of, you know, New York. And I was with them two weeks ago, at West End, who show in Reston, Virginia. They'll be moving into the Lincoln Center in the middle of October for 12 weeks. And they come here to Boston for five weeks. And you have the Quibity Cole Brothers. There's a big circus. and Bonds was up in New York State this past summer. It's a very big circus. And uh, then you have small circuses like the Kelly Miller and you have the Vidbell Circus, which travels up to New York State. You have Billy Martin Circus, which is um, Big Top Circus, which was I blessed this is first season. It comes out of Syracuse, New York, and uh, that was a small show. And there are many other shows, uh, the Gaddy Circus and the many Shrine Circuses, the Hannafits. Uh, there are quite a few shows. <laughs> Keeps me busy. Uh, so it sounds like your ministry is very much like that of a, a parish priest, to put it maybe at a level that our listeners can understand. And y- you mentioned um, doing weddings. I imagine that uh, you do you run the gamut from, uh, from to baptisms and confessions as well. Oh, yes, it's it, I do all the things that a parish priest does, except I do it on the road or they're in contact with me. I'm, I'm on email and voicemail and everything. So every day I deal with the circuses, no matter. We're based out of here in North Andover. But yes, I, well, matter of fact, this Friday I have to fly to Hazleton, Pennsylvania to say, do a baptism for uh, some people from the Garden Brothers Circus and um, fly back the next day to say Mass for the big uh, for the Ringling Brothers. So I do their weddings and their baptisms and and if we have a tragedy, their funerals. And I've had five in the, in the three years I've been involved with the uh, Ringling Brothers. And um, so I am there for all, all, all the sacraments and, uh, and all the counseling and support systems and everything like that. In, we had First Communion this past year for five uh, children on the Ringling Brothers and in Philadelphia in June. So we do everything. I want to get into a little bit maybe about the Ringling Brothers Circus that's coming to town um, in, in just a couple of weeks here. But maybe we can talk about, um, before we get into that, your relationships with um, other chaplains who are involved with the circus. Now, first of all, um, let's, let's stay on the Catholic side for a bit. I imagine you can't obviously be present at all of the circuses. So uh, how do you make sure that a priest is available? Well, what I do is I have found through our network and through the United States Catholic Conference, we have other uh, priests, and there are two uh, nuns who travel with the circus. But the priests throughout the country, I've made contacts once, once I've traveled. So there's a, a priest in Fresno, California, who helps me in California. There's a priest in um, 
Asheville, North Carolina. So wherever I go, uh, if there is a contact, I have other priests who are circus fans and love the circus. And they'll, they'll offer Mass and, and, and help out also. And we have two uh, sisters, uh, little sisters of Jesus, who travel with the circus. They've been doing it for 18 years. They have their own uh, trailer in their own truck. I call it the traveling convent. And then in the truck, they have their own chapel. And they are witness to the people, and they, and they travel. Um, they are now presently on the Casa de Bond Circus, and I, I've traveled with them. So there are other outreaches, and I can make contacts. And if um, I cannot make it, I, uh, I, I'm an advocate for them. I'll, I'll get them a priest. A lot of priests will, will be shocked. They say, "What do you mean the circus?" And they, they don't understand the lifestyle. So, first of all, I go to uh, circus, uh, priests who are circus fans who understand the people. So it's very important. The traveling convent. Now, there's also a couple of uh, um, there's a, there's a Protestant connection as well. There's also Protestant chaplains. Protestant chaplain, Father David Tetro from Williamsburg, Virginia. He's at Bruton Parish there. He came aboard a little after I did, and he's been a circus fan for many years, and he has many talents. And we work together. We work ecumenically. Father Dave and I um, are cut out of the same class, so to speak. We've got the same personalities, and we work very well together. As a matter of fact, Father David, I was just talking to him the other day, is going to go up to Evan Buffalo. He's going to visit the show when it's in Buffalo. And um, so we work very well together. And it's very important uh, to, for the people to see that. And um, it, it's, it's quite an outreach, working together supporting us and bringing the lot to the people. You're listening to Western New York Catholic Weekly. We'll be right back. I'm Father Jeff Nowak. Using social media has been a great way for me to reach people where they're at every day. People we might not see in a church pew. So I'm happy to be the honorary chairperson for the Catholic Communication Campaign, spreading good news through the Western New York Catholic, Daybreak TV, radio podcasts, and other new media, YouTube, Facebook, Twitter, Instagram. Just go to buffalodiocese.org and see for yourself. And thank you for supporting the Catholic Communication Campaign in your parish, June 10th and 11th. If you visit WNYCatholic.org, on the news page, you'll find a brief article I wrote about this week's podcast. It includes a link to a recent Catholic News Service article. Father Jerry Hogan remains a circus chaplain to this day, even though the interview we're listening to took place uh, 20 years ago. And so you might enjoy reading uh, about the continuation of his ministry and the closing days of the Ringling Brothers Barnum and Bailey Circus. You'll also find that link if you look closer at the podcast listing for this program at wnycatholic.org slash radio. Besides now being the, the chaplain, you certainly mentioned that you are a circus fan. I was going to say the circuses have certainly changed even since I was a child and uh, can you talk a little bit about that evolution? It is a lot more high-tech these days, isn't it? Oh, yeah, because of um, technology, of, of people's um, viewing power, because of um, rock and roll concerts and Broadway shows. That, And it's very interesting to know, too, the staying power of people um, is very short. The shows, the old days, the show would go two and a half, two hours and 45 minutes. Well, people uh, will, won't sit in the stands that long because of their attention span is shot because of... Um, TV and MTV and all the stuff. So all acts you should go for about an act that goes over two minutes is a long act, and the show runs about two hours and sixteen minutes now. They'd like to when they really put the shows together, they'd like to get them down to two two hours and five minutes. But uh, they've got so much to give you. Uh, but it's incredible. So they're always fighting against the time because of the attention span of people. So it's a whole different aspect. Uh, but what they uh, put, uh, concretize in those uh, two hours and sixteen minutes is a lot of. Very fast-paced, high excitement performances. They have the Chicago Kids, which are in their, their fourth year with the show, and 
they're doing something very unique. They're jumping over five elephants from a tamper, uh, from a uh, truck, which is a very unique act. And um, from the time you get into the, the, some of the spec numbers are hip-hop numbers with a lot of uh, urban city flavor. And um, uh, there is a, a, a Russian gentleman by the name of Sasha who rides up a unicycle wheel without a seat. And he rides, he jumps from one to the other. So three of them has it going on at the same time. It's a very unique act. And we have two boys who do BFX uh, bicycle act who do uh, jump through fire and everything. It's just quite an exciting show. I've seen it about 150 times. <laughs> I know every inch of it. And, and every time I see it, uh, I'm just enthralled with it. I, I sit there and say, boy, I am the most luckiest person in the world. Something I totally love. I can integrate into my professional life as a priest. So it just enthralls me to be there all the time with them. Now the... Circus, when it pulls into the Marie Midland Arena here, I believe, on October 30th, they're billing it as the first family event at the new Marie Midland Arena, which just opened on uh, the 22nd of September, had their had their first hockey game, big event on the 27th of September, a big opening, gala opening. The circus is traditionally, let's, let's bring it right out here, people think of it as a children's entertainment, but I think it, from what you're telling me, it's moved well beyond that. Oh, it's pure family entertainment. You will not see anything risque in a circus, but you will also see excitement and thrills from the uh, 18 clowns that uh, are with David on the show to uh, the animals to um, to some of the uh, acrobatic acts. Everything is for geared for all families. Matter of fact, my parish here in St. Michael's last year, when the show came, it, we opened a new fleet center here in Boston last year, and we brought 600 people, 11 buses down. And it was so overwhelming, such a success. We're going again this year, and I'm, I'm packed. Matter of fact, I'm count, right now. I'm counting the number of people, and I've got over 250 already going for next year. This coming year, we're going next week, and um, it's just in their all walks of life. We have the families, but we also have the senior citizens. And some of the senior citizens are saying to me, "I haven't been to a circus in 20 years. I can't believe what an exciting experience it was." It's for all people. I have never seen a person leave the circus without a happy face. It's a time where you can really throw your cares away and sit back and watch these people perform and give you a high-powered performance every single time. And the amazing, amazing part about it is I know these people. I know their life. I know what they're going through, just like my parishioners here at St. Michael's. And to see them forget everything and concentrate and really work very hard for the entertainment of the audience is, is sometimes I just don't know how they do it. Because I know sometimes with the burdens that they're dealing with, like we all do, to be able to go out and do what they do is part of the miracle of circus. It really is. Uh, Father Jerry Hogan joining us by telephone is the National Circus Chaplain uh, out of the United States Catholic Conference and uh, Father is involved with the Ringling Brothers Barnum and Bailey Circus. Tell me a little bit about some of that. Um, I imagine just life on the road is probably difficult. Um, what are some of the challenges that um, circus performers face in their lifestyle? Well, it's that transient act experience of always not having a rootness of your, your life. So every town is a different experience and different exposure. So the circus family is very insular. It's a, it's a, we have our own language and our own closeness. And there's a tremendous bond between uh, circus people, whether it depends you know, there's no competition between shows. You could be one circus one year and another circus the next year. So you have this tremendous uh, outreach for all circus performers who work well together. So the stresses of the life, uh, number one, the, the, the nomad existence, which uh, couples with um, the, the stresses of um, 
of 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 the work and moving the show in and out, uh, which can be very difficult because of the, the conditions of the weather. Like last night, we had a tremendous storm here in Boston, and uh, bringing in the equipment at um, at ten thirty at night across uh, the the roads and getting everything set up. They worked. Matter of fact, the the, uh, the working men just went to bed. It's uh, uh, ten o'clock in the morning. They've been up for twenty four hours uh, putting the show up and getting it ready. And now they'll get a few hours sleep before they they put it together. So what you deal with is a constant uh, dealing with stress and trying to meet deadlines and um, trying to, uh, in that concept of stress and meeting deadlines, is to hold the family together. And the same rigors that everyone deals with, um, paying your bills and getting your laundry done, um, trying to find out where the best uh, laundry mat is, where the best markets are, where the best um, places to buy clothes are, uh, they're, they're compounded because you don't always know where you are. So you have to seek out information. And, uh, and, and so what circus fans as association do is try to assist circus people when they come into towns, show them where the, the laundry mat is, help them with uh, medical assistance. Um, uh, we have a, a at the buildings, we always have a doctor on duty, emergency call. We have a veterinarian who travels with the show. But you always um, have, usually when the show comes here, I bring a lot of them to my dentist here in, in the neighborhood because um, they don't want to have their teeth checked and stuff like that. So the practical things of everyday existence can be compounded because of this being on the road all the time. So you have to uh, listen to them very carefully and, and deal with those kind of issues. And then the typical issues that every uh, family would go through, the tensions and the stresses uh, of growing up uh, are always there. And also confronting that with the understanding of um, bringing uh, spirituality into it, where um, you know, you, um, when I am with them on the road, I do an awful lot of counseling and a lot of um, you know, sacramental work, but it's basically searching out the, the mystery of God working in their lives, as we do with all our parishioners, uh, we have to uh, listen very carefully because of my uh, conversation with a circus person uh, might be here in Boston and I might pick it up uh, three weeks later on another town and we'll pick up the conversation where we left off. So it's, it's kind of a unique experience. Um, as, uh, as Father David will be with uh, the red unit in uh, Buffalo, I will be uh, not too far away. I will be in Cleveland with the blue unit that weekend offering Mass. So uh, we will be, we'll be bouncing back and forth. And in the following weekend, I'm back in the parish. In the following week, I'm in uh, Chicago with the, with the blue unit, so it's it's a very uh, unique tennis ball approach to ministry, bouncing around. Uh, tell us a little bit about that red unit, blue unit thing. Uh, I, I've done a little bit of research on it, so uh, I'm a little familiar with how it works. But there are really two separate circus teams out at once. That's right. Um, the the Reeling Brothers Circus, uh, Kenneth Fell, the owner, uh, has. So many arenas tied up, and he has two full shows. And when they put a show together, uh, they put it together for two years to travel to the United States. So all the uh, performers have a two-year contract, which is very exciting for anyone in the circus business because most contracts are only one year. And they'll put a show together, and they have two separate trains, and they have 350 people uh, roughly on each unit. So it's a very unique experience um, traveling the whole United States. And this red unit you're seeing went to Mexico City. It's the first time Ringling Brothers and Modern Bailey Circus had been in Mexico City in 55 years, and they did fantastic business. They were there for three weeks, and they, they sold out the place, and they're going back to Brew Unit going next year for six weeks. 
So it's a very unique experience in that. And people are loving the circus throughout the, uh, the country and now internationally, too. I sit down with my parish, and I, put, I know where I'm going to be from now to January 19th. I, uh, and then I will sit down uh, in the middle of December and get the schedule together for all different shows, and I will plan my spring tour. <laughs> so I, I have to... So then they, they assign me and block me off, and then I sit down, and um, I am supported by uh, um, the United States Catholic Conference, is uh, I'm pointed by, but I'm supported by Catholic Extension, which is an organization out of Chicago who gives uh, the United States Catholic Conference the money for, for the ministry to the, the circus people. So I have a budget to work off of, so I sit down, and then I, when I, once I get that together, I go to my travel agent and try to get the best ticket prices I possibly can, or if I, I'm driving, I, you know, work it that way, but most of the time, because of long distances, I end up flying. So it's a, it's a working together and balancing everything else, but it's a unique experience trying to put it all together. But right now, I can tell you where I'm going to be every single day from now to January 19th. <laughs> wow, Father, it does sound like you have a very unique life, very similar to that of the folks you minister to in the circus. I'm glad you could take some time out to be with our listeners this morning here in Buffalo. Thank you very much, Greg. And keep them in your prayers. They're great people. They're a tremendous family, and if you can't attend, it's, uh, the power of prayer always helps, and they'd, they'd love to be supported in many ways in the town of Buffalo. Uh, Father Jerry Hogan is the National Circus Chaplain. Father Jerry, thanks for joining us this morning. Thank you. You've been listening to Western New York Catholic Weekly, produced by the Office of Communications for the Catholic Diocese of Buffalo, with the help of the Catholic Communication Campaign and this radio station. Call us at 847-8744 or send us an email to radio at buffalodiocese.org.